Hey guys, welcome to Productive FM, your weekly podcast about productivity. My name is Yannis Nichols, and together with my co-host Manos Omarakis, we share the best ideas and advices for maximum results in any chosen field. So stay tuned and subscribe to Productive FM on your favorite podcasting app and join us in our journey to do more. In this episode, we talk about relationships, how to create, develop and maintain them in the situation we are right now due to the coronavirus crisis. We emphasize the importance of communication and we share powerful tools for having meaningful dialogues and to create the right relaxed mental frame while engaging with one another. Enjoy! So Manos, one major area of our life is our relationships. Now, the quarantine situation we are facing has affected that area as well and has put our life in immense stress. What's your take on that? And do you have any suggestions? First of all, it makes perfect sense to be struggling in your relationships right now. We are stuck inside our homes, forced to spend more time together than ever before. We are relying on a partner or our parents or our friends or our co-habitats in any way for almost all of our social support because we cannot see our friends or relatives or our significant other. We're balancing new responsibilities like working from home or housekeeping. It is undoubtedly a lot of change all at once. At the same time, some people feel guilty acknowledging their relationship woes because it seems as if there are much bigger issues to worry about. It is okay to acknowledge the ways your relationship is being affected by the coronavirus crisis. So, we have a few helpful tips for supporting your relationship during those tough times. The most important aspect is you, because you should take care of yourself. So first, take care of yourself. By nurturing your relationship, it has to start with nurturing yourself. It's simply too much to expect your partner or your friends or parents to be your sole source of stress relief. Here are my favorite forms of self-care, beginning with allowing yourself feel your feelings because what we resist persists. Uh, Manos, we have to acknowledge that many people are in different situations. Some live alone, some live with uh, their wife and kids, some people live with their parents. So, and maybe they need a different kind of approach. Are the tips you are going to share can uh, be useful to all of them? Yes, of course, because no matter what kind of relationship you are in, I mean, either it is a romantic relationship or with your friends or with your family, those are all kinds of relationships and their uh, fundamental basis is the same. It is about communication, it is about sharing experiences and feelings, and these tips apply to anyone. You might just have to see them from a different perspective, but the basis of them is the same. Communication is key. So, what is important here is to, first of all, take care of yourself. Nurturing your relationships has to start with nurturing yourself. It is too much to expect your partner to be your sole source of stress relief. Here follow some of my favorite forms of self-care. First of all, allow yourself to feel your feelings. What we resist persists. When we give ourselves permission to feel the full range of emotions and validate that what we're feeling makes sense, emotions dissipate much faster. The next tip I have and I want to talk about is journaling. Because if you spend 5 to 10 minutes every day writing free form, you are able to express your emotions into a cohesive way. You are able to do some uh, 
self-psychotherapy, let's say. Yannis, do you journal? At my most difficult times, I do. Uh, it's uh, basically brainstorming and you let your uh, emotions and your thinking get out of your mind and uh, goes into the page, the paper. Uh, what works for me is uh, write three or more pages of whatever comes to your mind. And most of the times, it's not the feelings that are the problem, but there are some pragmatic issues. And by writing them down, I am unconsciously thinking of solutions as well. And I, I write down solutions I haven't even thought. So yes, that's, uh, that has helped me a lot. That's excellent. The next tip is crucial. Seek other sources of connection. Reach out to friends and relatives without your partner by your side. Exactly. With the coronavirus crisis, most of our work now happens from home or maybe our works are on hold. So we have extra time. Besides that, we can't do a lot of things in our home and we can't go out. So why don't we take advantage of these times and seek old friends, old acquaintances or people we know and like but didn't have the chance because of our day-to-day -day activities to get to know them better. Of course, we can't meet face-to-face -face right now but by nurturing those relationships even via uh, social media or phone or uh, messages or emails or whatever anyone uses, the surface level connections can become deeper and deeper and can transform maybe into a good friendship or something more or something else. But why don't we take advantage of it? It's a great opportunity now. And we can spend time by having fun because talking to other people and socializing is very fun, at least for me. I agree with you, Yanis, here because since we have been knowing each other for quite a long time, you are one of the persons that I'm trying to reach out by doing this podcast with and I'm also doing some reach out to other friends, old friends as well, that I'm trying to reconnect with. These times are tough, but we can recuperate better if we have a strong social connection with different people. And for you to connect with people, you do not have to connect face to face, as you said, but you can find other ways, other meaningful ways to exchange a talk with someone. So last but not least, the best advice I have for taking care of your own self is meditation. Something that we will expand on extensively on the second part of this podcast and we have already talked about before. So Manos, all this seems very helpful, but isn't it the best solution if you have a problem or a friction with someone you live with to have a dialogue? Yes, but first of all, you have to have a plan. So just sit down with your partner to discuss everything that's on your plate and make a plan for how you're going to handle it as a team. Create a shared calendar, maybe, with all your other tasks and responsibilities and try to carve out specific times for when you're going to do them. I recommend having a brief weekly meeting every Sunday to anticipate the work the week ahead. Maybe you can schedule and map out as much as you can. I also recommend a quick meeting at the end of each day 
at night maybe. You mean a work on the relationship? On the relationship, all the things that you have to do together. Because when you're living with someone, regardless of whether it is a friend or a romantic partner or your parents, you have a lot of things to do together. So you maybe need to communicate and discuss, even on a daily basis, at night, the plan for the next day. There are so many things that we cannot control right now, but it can feel soothing to have a plan for the things that are in our control. Right. Yeah, that seems right. There are a lot of circles around us and we should focus on our circle of influence. So check in with each other daily. Because planning for the next day is one thing, but it is also important to remember that your partner or your friends or your parents are not robots and probably are experiencing the same range of emotions that you are. So it can be useful to stop and ask each other questions like, what was your day like? What sorts of feelings are you coming up with right now? Are there any ways that I can support you or be a better friend or partner to you? Such kinds of questions are helpful and are giving off the signal to the other person that you are interested in improving your relationship. And of course, you have to be intentional about the time you spend together because you are probably spending more time together than ever before. As much as you love your partner, your friends, or your parents, this is uh, something that can quickly lead to tensions and frustration. So set some healthy boundaries. These days, many athletes uh, have come out in videos and uh, say to us all the time, you have to stay home and uh, just stay home, it's easy, and all these things. But we don't live in villas. We don't live in huge houses or huge mansions. Uh, Most of us, the working force of the society, uh, they work also, but I mean uh, with average wages, we live in smaller houses. So how can we manage our space? Doesn't that cause friction as well? If you are on each other's feet all the time. And I don't mean in bed. Uh, Indeed. But if you're both working from home, carve out some separate workspace. If you can even close a door between the two of you, that's good enough. And of course, try to give each other space during the day. Because if you can, limit your verbal communication. Try texting instead. It might seem weird, but texting can help because you're not hearing of another person all the time and it can maybe help some people deal with being confounded with another person all the time in their houses. It's normal to need some alone time and be creative about how you can carve out that time. For example, maybe you can trade off taking the morning shift with uh, the homework so you can give each other the chance to lie in bed alone for a few precious moments and be creative at night. If you're living with your significant other, you can have date nights or with a friend, gaming nights. Sticking to or starting a date night tradition can bring some much needed joy and uh, anticipation into your relationship. Try maybe visiting a museum online or reading a book 
to each other or who can elaborate meal together or even play some monopoly that can help right i think getting involved with art is a, a great opportunity as well now to learn things and to share those things with your friends or your partner there are countless poems countless operas countless plays or movies and countless books that you can find online and in yourself that i'm sure most of us have never read or most of these books so why don't we take some time involved with this and it can create a great opportunity to share interesting things with the other person I totally agree with that. And these next few weeks and months are going to be a challenge for everyone. None of us are going to be perfect partners or perfect friends for that matter. Do your best and thank each other for being willing to make an effort. Tell your partner, I see all the work you've been doing. Thank you. As challenging as everyone is at this time, there's also a lot to be grateful for. Try to share a few things you're grateful for every few days. The more gratitude you express, the more often you'll find yourself noticing little moments to appreciate. And we could all use more of this now. Your relationships will be better. And when things go awry, it will bring you closer together rather than separate you. That's a key shift that when we have a disagreement, or a difference, most of the time it polarizes. But when we have some tools to actually understand what's going on, those very differences become something where we can now understand each other better. So you suggest we should shift our focus to the good things of the relationships, to the good times, and to try to be mindful of the other person's feelings or interests yes that's exactly what i'm saying but before that let's focus on ourselves first because shifting your attention is something that seems simple but it is not that simple that's what we're going to try and practice with today on the meditation part of our podcast so as i have understood and we talked a bit in a previous episode about that meditation is a form of stress relief technique. It's a form of sitting down and concentrate somewhere, either your breath or your feelings or the thoughts like what we're talking about right now and uh, trying to focus there and relieve your mind of any other thoughts so you can be more relaxed more happy and focus on the important or focus on becoming less anxious and more present, more mindful. But what does it mean to be mindful? Being mindful does not mean we do not feel the feels. We can both be angry, scared or upset and mindful of those emotions. What it means is that those experiences do not take over what's happening so we can keep our wits about ourselves. The process of being mindful is about being able to know what's really happening inside of ourselves. That's what gives us the ability to be clear, to be direct, and to have what we say be useful. 
it's strategic. We know why we're talking about, what we're talking about, what we want back from the other person. And we have to be able to be clear in ourselves and what's happening to do that. This applies to all kinds of relationships in our lives because we tend to separate our personal, our professional and our romantic lives. But really, we're just one person and we're communicating in all those realms. So when we make a change in our communication, it affects all aspects of our lives. Mindfulness helps reveal the habitual patterns we have developed over time, how we express ourselves, how we listen, how we feel about ourselves and about the other person. Without mindfulness, we are bound to repeat our automatic patterns. Mindfulness gives us information about what's happening for us in the moment. It gives us direct access to how we're feeling, what we're needing, and what we need to say, what's really true for us. It helps us retrain our nervous system from whatever patterns have been set to being attuned to just what's happening with calm, clarity, and purpose without aggression or getting overly reactive or lost. So basically it's a form of self-awareness to try and look at yourself from a third person's perspective, see what's going on about you in a more objective way and understand yourself and maybe fix the things that needs to be fixed. Yes, and the best way to do that is feeling our bodies. So I'm going to give you a quick walkthrough of how a meditation session should run on this particular type of meditation, mindfulness and body awareness meditation. You can sit comfortably, mind the posture that feels relaxed yet alert, your eyes can be open or closed, and if they're open, just pick a spot to look at and allow your gaze to be soft and unfocused. Any spot will do. Then you can take a few deep breaths. Try to bring your attention to the feeling between the point of contact of your body and chair or floor or cushion you're sitting on. Just feel the sensation. Is there pressure or hardness? Take some time to fully feel what it's like there. Allow your attention to settle on the feeling of weight, wherever it is on your body. Don't think, picture or imagine about it. Experience it directly. Experience what your body feels sitting. Bringing a steady patient awareness of your body sitting, the mass, the heaviness of your body. If your attention moves, bring it back. That's how we train those muscles. That's how we build mindfulness. Bringing the attention back again and again. Allow yourself to rest in the simple experience of feeling the body's weight. If the mind has wandered, in that moment you are already mindful. Awareness has returned. That means meditation is working. So appreciate that moment. You haven't failed, you're practically succeeding. When we communicate, our attention tends to go outwards, towards the other person. We live the experience of being here. One of the easiest ways to come back to mindfulness is feeling the body. It's always there. See if you can remember to feel your body throughout your day. 
this can be surprisingly hard to do, especially when we're talking or when we are in a conversation or exchange with someone. But in order to build a new habit, all we really need is one or two moments to start. Then over time, those build and we strengthen a new habit of being here, grounded and mindful in the moment. That's a basic session of meditation, mindfulness meditation, that anyone can partake in. It will not take more than one or three minutes. You can take it longer if you wish, but a minute would do. The average time we suggest, of course, is not one minute, because you won't achieve a lot with one minute, but uh, it's a good start. And after a while, maybe you can try to aim for five minutes or 10 minutes. Most people go for 20 minutes a day and that's a full meditation session that works for them and gives many benefits to their life. The good thing with this meditation practice is that you can actually use it and do it throughout the day a lot of times. So you can do it to ground yourself when you are in a conversation and you realize that you need to be mindful of what you're saying or to get but your attention so you can listen to what the other person is saying, not what you think they might want from you, but what they exactly are trying to communicate with. So use it throughout your day. Do some meditation, a five or 10 minutes meditation session, but you can use it throughout your day, even one minute counts. But even if you don't meditate while you talk to someone else, which could seem a bit strange, the meditation you do in your day, in the morning for example, can cause you a relaxing effect and uh, when you talk to someone else, you will be present, you will uh, look at them, you will listen to them better and you won't have all that stimulation that's going on today with our bodies that causes our whole body, our muscles and our mind to itch, to not be able to relax and to stand down, to just allow us to be there, to be fully functional, but be present. That's the main effect people observe around you when you start meditating. In the past when I did that, when I meditated a lot because I thought I needed that and it was the first time I got involved with that so I was a bit, uh, it, it was something new and exciting for me. Uh, people could see a big difference in uh, the way I conversed with uh, other people in a positive way. Yes, that's the meditation effect. It does not only happen in that moment but it takes effect throughout your day. So just practice it and you are going to see the difference for yourself. Exactly. And just five minutes, even, even if it doesn't work for you, uh, no harm done. And we are also going to follow you on our next podcasts with so many tips for you to try. Maybe, well not maybe, definitely something is going to work out for you. So stay tuned. Exactly. Thanks everyone for listening and we will see you next time. Bye guys. Goodbye everyone.